Welcome to the second episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Jacob Wells, and this is my co-host, my dad, Keith Eric Wells, and we are glad uh, you're joining us today. Um, they came back for a second one. They did, and you can find us on all major platforms, uh, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube. Yep. yep. So, Also, we have an email, so if you'd like to send us... Um, questions or comments or anything you can uh, email us at redeeming the time pod at gmail.com it will be in the link in the in the bio but um, if you'd like to contact us you can you can email us so be kind be yes. kind. and we may or may not answer your questions oh okay on on the pod depending on what the question is obviously That's true so, Today will be less than last week. We're covering a lot less time frame. Last week was literally 2,000 years of history. So we are a much narrower time frame this this week. Yeah. So. so good deal. But I have a quiz for you to okay. start us off. Um, I would say I have not that heard this ahead of time. So I would uh, I would say that we are movie people. We like to go. Yeah, I like see good, movies. I like a good movie. I have the app Letterbox, so if you have that, then I think you're a movie person. And I don't have that. Well, yeah, you do. I don't. I think thought so. you did. You went through every movie and was like, and rated. Oh them yeah, yeah, that, I did that, that one, one time. Yeah. yeah, I think I got rid of it. Yeah, Go ahead. it's it's addicting. But I have the list of the top grossing movies. Can you name me the top five? Top five grossing movies of all time. Not adjusted to. Inflation. Uh, inflation. Well, Titanic's number one. It is number four. What? It, it peaked at one, but it was it's number it's four been now. Passed up since by then? three more. Yes. They put it back out so it would be up at number one. Nope. Oh, so that means Endgame is number five. Endgame is number two. Oh, they must. Wow, how'd that happen? Okay, so we got Titanic. You one of the top five? Yep. Uh, Star Wars. The f- it is uh, the first one. Uh, a the new first hope. of the a new hope. No, no, a different Star Wars. Okay, a, a different first. Uh, okay, then episode seven. Yes, Force yeah. Awakens. Force Awakens. So we got three of the five. Uh, Avatar. Avatar is number one. Avatar. It was one. passed by number two, and then they re released Avatar in China to go back to number one. Okay, so what do we have so far? Force Awakens, Avatar, uh, Endgame. Yeah, so Endgame was number one, and then Ava- and then okay. they re-released. So Avatar, Endgame, Titanic, Ti- Titanic. and Star Wars. Titanic. So you're missing number three. Oh, I'm missing number three. Another Disney-owned product? I don't think so. No. Oh. Oh, how old? Uh, last two years. Avatar 2? Yep. <laughs> uh, I think Disney owns them, too. Do they? Yeah. I didn't know. So they have four of the top five. Yes. Yeah. They're Do not shaping our thoughts at all. No, <laughs> not at all. Do you know, based off of inflation, do you know what number one is? should be Star Wars uh, New Hope. Really? It was out it's in the It's nowhere even life. close to any it's of like the other movies. 40 weeks at number one. Uh, uh, give me a time frame. It peaked at number one. Give me a time frame. The 30s. Oh, wow. The 30s. Uh, Charlie Chaplin movie? I don't think so. 
Oh, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like 300 million more than Avatar. Oh, just for did, inflation. Yeah. And then Titanic, then Star Wars, and then Endgame. The Burning of Savannah is the set of the original King Kong movie. They okay. used that because it looked that. Yeah. Just so if you wanted to know. Nice. Yeah. My well, mom's favorite movie, actually. Gone with the Wind? Yeah. She watches it every year. I actually don't know if I've ever seen it. <laughs> well, set aside half a day because yeah. it's a long movie. It's, it's pretty good. I guess we could. So, getting into why you came here. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible reading for this week covers um, Genesis 25 through 42. 42. Yeah. So, we yeah. go from Abraham to the beginning of Joseph meeting his brothers. Right. So now we're week. we're looking at three generations this this week, or four, I guess. Uh, we ended with Abraham, and uh, now uh, his wife has died, uh, and he remarries in Genesis chapter twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He remarries at uh, the ripe old age. I think he's like one hundred and thirty-four or something like that when he remarries. Keturah is her name. Um, then it goes into uh, by verse seven. He's he's one hundred and seventy five years old. Uh, it talks about uh, then uh, Isaac and uh, Isaac's uh, wife Rebecca. She has this is the part where she is he, she has twins. She has Esau and Jacob. Now, if you're looking, what what do we look here? There's a key phrase in verse twenty three. It says the elder shall serve the younger, and this will set the course for the next. Uh, chapters and really the course of their lives uh, they will they will deviate there will be a hatred at first between these brothers but eventually time gives way uh, we have Esau that's born he's this guy that's red he's hairy uh, he represents the earth he has the, they make this contrast between these two men um, that you know he he has little spiritual interest everything is material to him like the earth and then you have, uh, we have Jacob. He is one that uh, he has a lot of spiritual interest, but he's he's not above board all the time. Yeah. And uh, so that's where we, we get this. In verse uh, 31 through 34, uh, we have uh, where they're now grown. Just instantly, they're grown in the same chapter. We don't get much of their growing up. Yeah, and it moves pretty quick. Jacob, he stays in the house. His brother's out in the land. Uh, he's a hunter. He's all that kind of stuff. And he comes in, and he just says, oh, I'm dying, I'm dying. He's not dying. And uh, he sells his birthright uh, to Jacob for a cup of soup, basically a bowl of lentil soup. Uh, and we see here, the big deal was, so Jacob has sees the necessity of this. It gives a birthright, uh, the priestly rights of the family, um, and he is, uh, you know, the Abrahamic promise goes with this. So it's a big deal. And uh, he just passes it off for a bowl of soup. He didn't think anything of it because spiritually it meant he it just didn't have that yeah. appetite for, for spiritual appetite. In this chapter, we also see that Rebecca loves Jacob. And, and yeah, there's, there's a love for Jacob, not as much for Esau. Yeah, there's some generational sin and issues that we're going to see. And as we go through these chapters, I want you to pay attention to those. As you're reading through those, look and see how uh, one sin will go to the next generation and the next generation. If it is not taken care of, 
uh, we see this. And God leaves all the warts there for us to see. And uh, you've seen it probably in your family. You've seen it in our family. You know, there are some things, if we don't take care of them and nip them, uh, they will continue to perpetuate. Uh, so we get to chapter 26. And now we see, here's the perfect example of that, is Isaac. There is a situation. There's a, some, um, some famine or drought. I forget which, which famine. There's famine, famine in the land. And what does he do? He does exactly what his dad did. Abraham did this twice, and now he lies, tells his wife to lie. They go down into uh, the land, and they say that, you know, she's my sister type thing. And this generational sin comes about once again. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just interesting how this um, continues to perpetuate. And uh, to me, as I read through these, it always makes me examine my heart, examine my mind, you know, what's, what am I doing uh, that might be picked up by my my children, my grandchildren, and on and on it goes. Yeah, when I was reading this, I thinking about the here method. I just, I almost, I'm glad you brought brought what you brought up. Um, where can we apply what we're reading in chapter 26? And yeah, because it's an odd little yeah, chapter. A lot of times in the Bible we can easily get an application because it's pretty much said straight up. But like in these in these chapters, it's how do we apply sure. what Isaac and Rebecca did to our lives today? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the generational thought process is that's good to. Yeah, and we see it. We don't like to talk about it. We're like, oh, that's just what we do. No, no, we can fix those things if we have a heart to do it. Uh, and sometimes that will cost us. Sometimes that will uh, it will be out of the norm. And, but that's we need to do that for our children and then for our grandchildren. I'm glad you mentioned the here method. So if you've fallen behind already, that's all right. Get back on it. To start with chapter okay. 25 today. All right. Yep. And and keep going. So we highlight what uh, what uh, the Lord's brought to our attention. We explain it in our own language. That's the E, the A. We make the application, and then uh, the R. What is my response to that application? All right. So moving on yep. to chapter 27. So we're now we're in day two. We're on Tuesday, and today in the Tuesday reading, we should be reading 27 through 29. Mm-hmm. So in, in 27, the well-known account of yeah, Jacob and Rebecca tricking yeah. Isaac and Yeah, this is the, the famous blessing. chapter here. If you don't remember anything about this, is the famous one. The reason why Jacob's name means trickster yeah. or deceiver. That's why I named you that, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, whatever. But... Uh, The conniving is just rampant in this family. And you're going to find it doesn't start with Jacob. It's with mom. Yeah, she starts. And then when they go, when he goes to see his uncle, it's in him. Mm -hmm. And it was in their mom. And so we boom, boom, boom once again. Um, So it bleeds over now to Jacob. He lies to his dad directly to his face. He's blind. But he, he lies to him three times in the, to steal the blessing, yeah. right? So he gets the birthright for a pot of soup, and then he lies and he gets the blessing here. Um, and it with that, in verse 40, you know, Esau's crying out to his dad, and he's told, eventually you're going to be able to break this yoke of what was said earlier, that the, mm-hmm. the elder verse will 40. serve the younger. So this is, and we'll see that come about. But here's the key verse in this chapter, I think, for those as we think about what's a little little lie. Well, this wasn't a little lie, but this is a big one. Verse 44, 
this conniving costs her the life, her life with her favorite son. Uh, it says, tarry with him a few days, talking about going to her brother. Go away, because Esau's hot and he's going he's gonna to kill you. Tarry with him, her brother, a few days. How many years does that wind up being? 20, I think. 20 years of his life. 20 years of his life go on, and uh, she never gets to see him again. She's dead before he ever comes back. Yeah. All because she wanted her way instead yeah. of letting it happen God's way. So there's definitely something to learn there. Yep. yep. Uh, chapter 28. Uh, we see Esau saying Isaac was not pleased with the women of Canaan, and he goes and marries an Ishmaelite. Right. That's pretty interesting with the... Yeah, with the connection between Ishmael and Esau, and yeah, and, how the, and both Isaac men of the world. Yeah. Uh, also, in this chapter, you see the covenant. So the, the Abrahamic covenant, God confirms it with Isaac, and then now here in chapter twenty-eight, He confirms it with Jacob as well. Uh, Jacob, this is the famous the stairway to heaven yeah, the type ladder. thing, the ladder, and the, the angels ascending and descending. And um, at the end, Jacob vows the. He vows to God. To yeah. God yeah. In chapter and verse twenty, verses twenty-two, he vows to God. I guess my thing in in this chapter would be how often. So he's going to go off, and he's stuck with up in Haran with his uncle Laban working for him for twenty years. How often, when you read these words, when you get to this chapter, how often does he remember and look back to that vow he made to God um, over that? Um, it's also, he gives a tithe to the land, and you're saying, oh, okay, a pastor's going to bring this up. But it's very interesting. Two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. This, this is pre-law, any of that. He's not told to do this, and yet over and over we see people just naturally understand that a tithe, a portion of what they have, belongs to the Lord. It's out of the abundance of that. So I found that interesting. Chapter 29. So go ahead. With... A question I've heard is, why does God bless Jacob and not Esau? Why does God bless Isaac? Why did and then we'll see like, why does God bless Judah? And mm-hmm. why does it, it from an outsider's perspective, Jacob deceived his dad, right? And now, but he's part of the like God blesses, and it's uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not Esau or yeah, what, yeah. Well, what is the best I can explain that is well. Obviously, there's God's sovereign hand in this. Yeah, of that, yeah. how He sees sees through time what's going to occur. But we more than that is what we would more find in like Hebrews 11. But these were men of faith that even in our faith we're going to fail. We're going to fail miserably. Isaac fails. He lies mm-hmm. again. Uh, Jacob fails over and over again. But yet he had a heart for the Lord. And the Lord is merciful and he's gracious toward us and he continues to forgive us. And he is, he is, you will watch at, as you go through this life of Jacob, consider your own life and see how God is molding your life. They give the full picture of Jacob. They don't with Isaac, uh, but they do with Abraham and they do with Jacob. And you see this molding of this man's life in what was a person that had faith in God, but yet had a lot of warts, mm-hmm. a lot of sinful nature to him. Not nature, that's not the right term for it. Sinful tendencies. And God slowly is 
washing those away and transforming him. And we'll see that come to, and he brings different situations. He's going to need to bring chapter 29 and 30 into his life. Yeah. Because some of us need a little more banging on the head mm-hmm. uh, to get our, get our attention. <laughs> um, it's true. Laban is brought into his life and does the same thing to him that he did to his parents. Yep. And that's what he needs. Yeah, which is in the next chapter. Yeah. Uh, Laban tricking Jacob into marrying Leah first, who was... What, what, tender-eyed? The, the greatest <laughs> line in the Bible. <laughs> tender-eyed. For a, for a young lady that's not so pretty. Yeah. She's tender-eyed. <laughs> if your name's Leah, you're a beautiful lady. I just, <laughs> but this one apparently was not. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, tender-eyed. But, but um, I, the verses that stuck out to me were 31 through 35, um, once they're both married and uh, he he worked 14 years to marry both of them. Yeah. The Lord saw that Leah was hated and opened her womb up in verse 31, but closed Rachel's. And Leah goes on to have four children, like or two, like uh, right uh, away. Right yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. She winds up having what one, two, three, four, five, six, six yeah, boys six. and a daughter. Yeah. 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 You will find throughout the Bible, uh, there's the Lord prefers. You know, monogamy. You know, one wife specifically. Uh, but when they have two or three, he blesses the first wife. He consistently blesses the first wife throughout the throughout the Bible. Hmm. And you know, I, we won't spend a lot of time on that. But it's interesting for me in those verses is through the names of the the boys, he it sort of tells his story. And it tells their story, the wives' stories as well. So they name them. They have these meanings that, and you don't have to know Hebrew to know that. It says it right in the verses. Explains yeah. right there with it. What, and you can underline those. You know, and it explains what they are. You know, where you've got uh, uh, da, 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 where we have here Reuben, and verse thirty-two, and looked upon my affliction, and um, he heard me, and that's Simeon's name, and. Uh, joined me. That's Levi, and on and on and on and it goes. And then we get to uh, chapter thirty, which is the start of day three, Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, here the children are born and uh, completes that up, uh, except for Benjamin and Laban. He's continuing to do this. Um, like I said, we always see that God honors uh, the first wife. We have Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. Uh, Issachar, Zebulun, and they have one daughter uh, together, Dinah. Mm-hmm. And then the whole weird thing with him having his his handmaids, but yet God, to me, I, I've always wondered, how does God bless that? But yet they are known as the 12 tribes, so yep. God uses them in great ways. Um, I don't understand that. I don't uh, either. I'm not even going to try to explain that to you, but because really Rachel gives Jacob a dramatic ultimatum. She's like, "Give me a child, or I or I die." And yeah. So then Rachel gives Bilhah at her man, her maid, and they have a kid, Dan. Yeah. And very, very odd. Very yeah. odd. But uh, you know, there's. I'm sure we could do some great study on that, but yeah. uh, nonetheless. Um, but, Jacob becomes extremely wealthy at the end of this chapter, too. Yeah, I have a problem with that. This is where you start to see him uh, showing his character, bad char- character again. Verses 37 through 43, he starts, Laban's not treating him right. 
So how are we supposed to treat those that don't treat us right? Doing the same thing to them? Well, that's not the Christian way for sure. And we see here is he starts doing this thing with the with the um, livestock that will any of the ring straked or the spotted go to him and all the clear, clean, pure uh, go to Laban. Well, he intentionally is mating them to create yeah. <laughs> thing, to create a, his herd. Uh, so he's manipulating the situation to give him the strong and his father-in-law the weak. Uh, does Laban deserve it? Yeah, sort of, but that's not on him to do. Uh, so we see Jacob's still got a little bit of work to do here yeah. in his life. And you know, how do we respond when people treat us poorly? Uh, do we manipulate the situation uh, to, so they get their comeuppance? Uh, that's not for us. That's not a New Testament thought for sure. Uh, the Lord would have us leave it in his hands and let him him take care of that. Yep. So then we get into chapter 31, chapter 31 where yeah. uh, God commands uh, Jacob to get up just like his grandpa and go to the land that God had given them. Uh, but then we see Laban's not happy about that and comes yeah. after him. Yes. Yeah. so Jacob heads home now. He's been up north, so if you're if you're following this, he was he was down in what is Israel or Canaan at the time, and when he leaves because of the fear of his brother, he goes up north, which would be in Syria, Turkey area, and the city of Haran, and now he's coming back down. Well, now you imagine he's got at this point he has uh, eleven sons, a daughter, he has four wives, and one of them's pregnant, and. Uh, we'll see uh, one of them has become just like her father, Laban. So he's leading all of his cattle, sheep, uh, going south. They're, they're not going to move very fast. No. So they get a three days journey, and Laban finally catches up with them. And look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, If he said thus, he's talking to Laban, If he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, the ring strike will be thy higher, then all the cattle will be ring strike. Now he says that, but really that's a lie. I mean, he manipulated that situation. Did God allow some of that? Probably so. But Laban comes in guns blazing. He's ready to kill Jacob and take everybody back. And if it wasn't for the Lord... Uh, coming to, you know, here's a guy that doesn't even believe in the Lord, but the Lord comes to him at night and he, he, yeah, he, he says, don't mess with him. Mm-hmm. Um, then verse th- 43 and 55, I think this was interesting that they pretty much like draw a line in the sand, right? Yeah. And say, I'm not going to come over here with the t- intent of harm. And if you don't do the same. And, and exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's not a line in the sand, obviously. But no, it's a. I mean, they literally set up a landmark. Yeah, says I won't come south of this. You won't go north of this. And I I guess the thing for us to learn in this uh, is, uh, you know, what uh, what happens with the the actions of that we take. Is there a way to look down the path of where we're going and say, hey, uh, this is not going to end well. And I'm going to diffuse this situation now. Laban winds up, just as his sister wound up not seeing her son Jacob ever again, now Laban, because of his actions over a 21-year period, will never see his grandchildren again 
or his daughters, all because of that. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was treat his family properly, but he chose not to do that. So we have this situation now, and you know they're forever separated. Yeah. But God is doing that on purpose. I mean, he he sees that and he's allowing this. But it's a sad end to a, a family situation there. Yeah, it is. Which sets up the next family situation, which is one of my favorites. So now we're into day four, which is Thursday, uh, which is Genesis 32 through 34, and these are jam-packed chapters. <laughs> yes, so we, we left him leaving his father-in-law, Jacob's leaving his father-in-law, and now now he has to face the next battle. Yeah, which uh, is something he's not looking forward to. He's yeah. afraid. <laughs> yeah, this is the culmination of what happened earlier in his life. He has 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, he has to he has to deal with this. So mm. does he run and hide, or does he face it? And we see some growth in him. He's not running anymore. He yep. just faced his father-in-law. Now he's going to face his brother. Yep. But and we see great that, stuff happens during this. Yeah. yeah. This is really cool. So he sends appeasement gifts to, yeah. to, to try and lighten the load. Say, hey... Yeah, Esau's coming with <laughs> Esau's coming with four hundred people. Yeah, yeah. So he's thinking this isn't going to go well. Yeah, which so, is sort of funny on Esau's part. Yeah, I, it, I think that's, yeah. yeah, make him sweat a little bit. So Jacob splits his family into two groups, and yeah. so one of them survives. And you can only imagine who Who's he put. First? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go. Ahead. Well, you see it later on yeah. where he puts him in order. Yeah, well, he does. And um, but the big but, thing happens in verses twenty-four. Through 32. Yeah, well, which is when he... He wrestles with God. When he wrestles with God, yeah, yeah, all night long. So God's been slowly working in this man's life. And think about your own life, how God has has worked through your life, and there comes these critical points in our, in our life where God brings something to our attention. Do we respond? Do we continue to follow in faith and our faith grows? And this is a situation. This is a turning point in the entire Word of God. This night, he's facing who he is, literally facing who he is. And he wrestles. This is called a theophany, a a pre-incarnate display of of Christ. uh, What's that mean? That means Jesus came to earth before he was born uh, of man. And he wrestles with Jacob through the entire night. And we have this uh, where he finally, the Lord makes him say his name. Mm -hmm. What is your name? Jacob. Jacob, yeah. Meaning trickster. Not just what is your name, really, what are you? I'm this trickster. He says, no, not anymore. You are Israel. (laughs) Yes, you are, exactly. (laughs) He changes his name to Israel, which means the prince of God. I also... Um, in this book, Joseph by uh, John C. Lennox, uh, who he, is a brilliant man. Yeah, he. The first two chapters are about Jacob. He's setting the stage oh, for really? Joseph. I've not and, read that. And his, if 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 you want to borrow this book, I will lend it to you. It is his breakdown of that night and the account with him and Esau. It's it's brilliant. And the thing that he points out is he, like he. Jesus touches his thigh yeah. and makes his hip out of joint or whatever out of joint. Yeah, a hollow of his leg, whatever it's Yeah, there, which yeah. gives him a limp. So why does he give him a limp? For the rest of his life, 
He will remember that encounter yeah, with so the Lord. Every time you take a step, you're remembering yeah. that night. And that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and he changes from Jacob to Israel. And here's the thing. Now, when you read from here on, you'll hear both names. Mm-hmm. It'll say Jacob. It'll say Israel. And when it talks about Jacob, it's talking more about sort of the physical things that occur in life. And when he uses the name Israel, it's more of the spiritual side of what's going on yeah. in their life. And God uses both names uh, throughout the rest of Scripture, which is which is interesting. Yep. So, so uh, then we meet. Yeah. 20 years later. 20 years later, the brothers meet, and Jacob is being prepared to be slaughtered. <laughs> like he's thinking yeah, the worst is, case he's scenario. He's sending animals ahead. Yeah. He's like, here, take this. Here, take this. You know. Well, and then in verse two, we see, uh, like we said, the the importance of J- where he, yeah. the, the who was who was first, then second, then and then Rachel yeah. was right next to him. And yeah. So, in verse four. Would you put Emily or me first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. Just kidding. I'm not going to answer that. And that <laughs> verse four, and Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Just uh, imagine that. The relief on Jacob's part and the character of Esau. Now, once again, this is an interesting thing. Just because a man has good character does not mean he has spiritual interest. Because throughout this, Esau has shown to be a man of higher character, even though he has no spiritual interest. And uh, that's something for us to learn and to watch. It should be a shame on us as Christians if that is true of our life. But we all have that neighbor that is great moral character, but has no spiritual interest at all mm-hmm. and uh, so we see that here and this is where that where that verse is fulfilled where he breaks Take the, the yoke yep. yeah no longer and Esau goes off and they wind up you know in chapter what is that chapter 36 they wind up giving us his lineage after that yep. then we get to the chapter 34 <laughs> which is another <laughs> disturbing this chapter. is a now this is an interesting chapter um, so uh, they have the Dinah, their only sister, their little sister. Uh, she she is infatuated with this guy. She's probably still a teenager, if you do the math. And this guy in Shechem, and he winds up sleeping with her. and But he wants to marry her. And the brothers are hacked off, as they should be. And they play a trick on the people, though. Yep. And they say, well, you know, if you want to marry our daughters and our, our ladies and we'll marry yours, uh, you, you have, to, have to be like us. You got to be like us and have the, the symbol like, of circumcision. Not, believe, not saying that they're going to do that and follow through. The guys are like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. The guy sells them and they all get circumcised after, after, and then two days of recovery and then here they come them here come the brothers coming to Simeon kill them all. and Levi go in and slaughter them I know I'm smiling it's just the stupidest story ever <laughs> they just slaughter them and Jacob's like what are you doing you've yeah. just you've made me to be you know just stinking in this people they're going to retaliate against our family and uh they said well it's our it's our sister and there's something interesting here you were you were asking about Jacob or uh, uh, Judah so Reuben, we find out a little bit later, he winds up sleeping with Bilhah, one of the uh, the handmaids, uh, after yeah. 
after Rachel has died. And now we have Simeon. So Reuben, child one, son one, Simeon and Levi, number two and three. And now we have the fourth son, Judah. Judah has the is the one with spiritual interest. Yeah. Judah is the one that is a stand-up guy. And, well, he does something here, but he winds up being a stand-up guy at the end of it, even though he makes a mistake, and f- yeah. more than a mistake, but he fails. And But we see God then honors Judah because of that, and he's the one that his dad goes to mm-hmm. from that point on. So yeah. you were... I, I beat you to that. You Sorry. did beat me to that. Sorry, yeah. you can ask me again later. Um, <laughs> no, it's you can see it throughout the rest of yeah. Genesis. Where, Judah then, is, especially when they get when they meet Joseph and right. yeah. who steps up. Uh, chapter thirty-five. Rachel is, dies. This is the start of day five, so we're on Friday now, which yeah. is thirty-five through thirty-seven. Yeah, we gotta hurry up. Sorry about that. Talking too much. Yeah. So uh, they move to Bethel. Uh, God confirms his promise again to Jacob. Uh, Bethel, the, the house of God. Yes. This is a place over and over you'll read. And every time they go to Bethel, you'll notice, see what happens there, okay? Remember back, maybe write notes. Uh, you know, God meets with them there almost every every time. Uh, and then Rachel has Benjamin or Benani, but uh, Rachel dies in, in childbirth and... Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. With yeah, that. that's pretty much the uh, chapter. We see Jacob's descendants and stuff like that. Yeah, but. chapter thirty-six is a chapter that that's a tough reading chapter. Uh, it's Esau's descendants, which become yeah. Edom or the Idumeans uh, later on. We also see in thirty-five that the death of Isaac. And oh yeah, at a hundred and eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of his sons bury him. Esau and Jacob bury him. It's not just one of them. But yeah, 36 is the genealogy, the Edomites. And yeah, the only thing I have, Schofield has a really cool note here in this chapter. If you're wanting to get something out of chapter 36, uh, it's he shows it's always the natural, then the spiritual, uh, where Adam, then Christ, Cain, then Abel. Uh, Cain's posterity is shown, then Seth's posterity. Here we have uh, Edom's or Esau's uh, descendants, and then then we spend the time on Jacob's. So it's always the earthly and then the spiritual. So mm. something, it's just Saul, then David. Uh, you'll see this throughout the, the, the Word of God. So then yeah, we get to 37. That. This is my favorite part of the entire book of Genesis. Yeah. I love Joseph, the account of Joseph. There's more chapters assigned to Joseph explaining his life than any other person in the book of Genesis. Yep. So God has a reason for that. I think he's, I think it's, it's Jesus in the whole Bible. The, the most chapters is Jesus, and then David, and then Joseph, right? right. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. If you don't count Paul's letters. Yeah, yeah. letters. So, so chapter thirty-seven. J- Joseph is the eleventh uh, son of of Jacob. Uh, Jacob, but he's loved the most. He's the favorite. Once again, this favoritism it's extended to another generation. Uh, Joseph. Throughout the Bible, you will see typologies of Christ, uh, you know, a, a picture of Christ. And there is there is no doubt. Some of them you hear and you're like, I don't think that's somebody's just making stuff up. This one, there is no doubt. He is a picture of Jesus Christ. I'll give you a few examples of this. Uh, he's the object of his father's, father's love. He is hated by his brothers and rejected. All right, just like the Israelites rejected Jesus. Uh, They conspired to kill him. He became a blessing to the Gentiles. Uh, He takes a Gentile bride. 
uh, he he was sold for uh, you know pieces of silver, the amount of twenty pieces of silver. He is reconciled to his brethren. That has not happened with Israel yet, but it will, and exalted. And over and over, you see it. It's yeah. just, you can't deny. Yeah, there's so, no denying that. So as you read through these 13 chapters on, on Joseph, think about, you know, how's this picture of Jesus Christ? Not every detail will, but you, you'll see that overwhelming. Um, so I think it's interesting, the dreams. Do you? Yeah, uh, that's... That he could interpret dreams? Well, the dreams in this chapter where he has a dream of his brothers bowing down to him, and then he has a dream that his, even his parents are bowing yeah. down to him, and yeah. they're like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, don't so. I don't know about that, man. But it, but it says it, Jacob stored it in his, in he his heart and his mind there. Yeah. I don't think it said his heart. I think his mind. Yeah. But, um, he, so. but his father observed the same. How much do you said. hate your brother, though, that you're a willing to intentionally deceive to kill him or to sell him as a slave. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, family situation may have been a little different back then, but come on. And then how much do you despise him and your own father that you are willing to lie to your dad that your brother's been killed? That's heartless. That's beyond heartless. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one of them. And they kept the promise mm-hmm. uh, to each other that they wouldn't tell. Yep. Uh, that's the amazing thing to me, that lo- not one of them spilled the beans on that. Yeah, 11 of them, and they can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, they're men by this time. They're, you know, the youngest, yeah, Benjamin a, would have been a teenager, but he wasn't with them. But the, the other ones, they're at least in their 20s, yeah, if not their yeah. 30s by this time. Um, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we get into the sixth day, Saturday, with thirty-eight through four, or thirty-eight through forty. Okay. Um, so. You still with us? All right. Here we go. <laughs> this chapter seems <laughs> it kind of just is thrown in there, but there is a purpose, obviously. Like yeah, it's we're a, gonna say. we call it a parenthetical parentheses yeah. in there. So uh, this, this would is, be sort of like the Dinah chapter. This is the Judah chapter. Yeah, yeah, but it's vitally important important to. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, these folks wind up in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So this is and really important. We see the dangers that come with integrating with the Canaanites here. Judah unknowingly sleeps with his his daughter-in-law. daughter-in-law. Yeah. And uh, if you fast forward, uh, you, you beat me to it, but Israel split into two parts. And it is not Israel and Reuben. It's Israel and... Israel and Simeon, it's Israel and Judah. Right. And, I mean, we could go into Yeah, and you'll find when we get to chapter 49 next week that uh, there is a prophecy of what each of these boys are going to do, and this this ties right into it. So So, I'll let you read that chapter on your own, but basically uh, they had this rule that, uh, you know, if your brother dies, your wife goes. Sorry, ladies, it's just how it was back then. The lady would, the wife would go to the next son, and any child that he had through that, his brother's wife would be, would keep the lineage of his brother alive. Mm-hmm. Well, you can read all that goes on there. Uh, but two of the brothers are killed. They have a younger brother uh, that's been promised. He doesn't give Judah doesn't give it to. Uh, give the son to her and she plays a trick on him and he winds up going into her unbeknownst and uh, has Pharez and Zerah through through that which Pharez becomes of the lineage of of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. Um, so 
we'll leave the rest to you to read that on yeah. that one. We don't really Interesting chapter, though. All right. So chapter 39, we see Potter, Potiphar uh, recognizes God's blessing on Joseph and promotes him over on uh, promotes him to overseer of the house. And then we see what uh, Joseph's self-control and his his faith and yeah, there's an amazing it's, thing with with Joseph through this is, okay, you were just sold by your family to be a slave in Egypt, and you're bought by this guy. He's owned you. You live now in this man's house to work. Uh, you would work out of the fear of your life, but he does more than that. He lives a faithful life doing his job and doing it well mm-hmm. to the point where it says he Joseph saw it. it was evident to him then the wife seduces him yep. and he doesn't say I can't do this because you're Potiphar's wife yep. he says uh, I cannot sin against God yeah I mean he had an understanding of who he was and whose he was uh, very interesting he goes and to prison they recognize the same thing but she keeps she keeps going after him and in verse 12 he he's he doesn't just like he got out of there like he, yeah he got out of there. he left his garment in verse 12 he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out it wasn't like uh me no he yeah. was out of there and yeah no no sin is applied to his record him and daniel are the only two major characters in the in the word of god that uh, no sin is applied to um the only thing i would say there is possibly bad judgment of being near her in the room but i mean how do you the over yeah yeah how do you live in a house or work in a house and can't so i i've never attributed that to him no well because she he left his garment in her hand she out of embarrassment probably got revenge yeah, yeah got revenge on him and accuses him of trying to and he didn't get killed no so i've always thought there that Potiphar's he says he was angry <laughs> but I've always thought okay he come on yeah, yeah he knows his wife everybody knows their their spouse he knows his wife and he knows Joseph too so. yeah so so he throws him into prison he throws him in prison instead of having him killed yeah which is then in the next chapter we meet the butler and the baker and the candlestick maker yep. yeah <laughs> so he interprets the butler and baker's dreams and one of them's good one of them's bad cool dreams yeah, yeah those very are cool, cool dreams uh, but the thing that the last verse, I believe, in the chapter, um, after the butler is up with back uh, promoted and Forget. he forgets Joseph after everything he did for her, he forgets but, until the next. Yeah. But it's God's timing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see. I mean, you you see God's sovereign hand directing everything that goes on uh, through this part. We get to chapter forty-one, and now. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he has a dream. He this has is, two dreams. So this is the last day. So yeah, two chapters. Two Stick more chapters. Us. Sunday. All right. uh, in forty-one, Pharaoh has the dream. The two dreams. Two Same dreams. dream though. Uh, and nobody can interpret it. None of his guys can interpret it. Yeah. Two years have gone by. Yeah. Yeah. But the butler remembers. In finally verse, remembers. In yeah. verse nine, I believe the butler remembers, and it, Joseph is called up to interpret the dreams. And obviously he does, and he's made a ruler. Yep. And uh, Verse 16 is the cool verse here. And Joseph, after he answers that, and Pharaoh's all 
thrilled with the answer. He says, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So once again, not me. It's always pointing it at God. Uh, he does that in the jail. He does that uh, you know, with, when he's with Potiphar. He, all, he just is a young man that knows who he is, yep. that he is God's, God, God's yeah. son. And we'll see this over and over. And um, then he, he's put over the... Uh, everything. The planning, yeah. Yeah. For, well, the seven years of famine and the, or the seven years of plenty. And he's, he's in charge of everything that's yeah. so in going one, on in that. In one instance, he goes from being a servant in jail to the second highest person in the Egyptian empire. Yeah. What? Outside of God, that doesn't happen. God had to put that on Pharaoh's heart. Yep. And you think, you know, where you're at in your life and, oh, I can ne- No, you serve God faithfully where you are. God might, he's not preparing you to possibly be this, you know, vice president of the United States or president. No, I'm not talking that, but God uses people that are faithful in where they are and what they're doing. And he puts, when he knows that, that God's, uh, that he is God's uh, person and uh, God is using him and everywhere he goes and everyone recognizes it along the way. Now there's some cool stuff about that. If you go uh, to a map of, of Egypt, even today, there is a large lake uh, to the west of, of Egypt called, called Joseph Lake. <laughs> and uh, the, many people believe that that was uh, where he collected water. Uh, it was a, like a man-made thing where they collected water also while they were collecting the grain that goes on in, yeah. in these chapters, which is pretty cool. Um, with the typology here, he he's given a Gentile bride, the church, uh, with Jesus Christ. Picture that as his brothers rejected him. Yep. Um, he has two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Ephraim. Yeah. yeah, Manasseh and Ephraim. Yeah. So and then, yeah. which become two of the largest landholders uh, in, within Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two of the Lord. So he gets a double portion, which will talk about later and then the last verse uh it sets the stage for the next chapter chapter Uh, it sets the stage that other countries were coming into egypt asking for food because of this 42 yeah and and then in 42 who comes who comes begging for food knocking right (laughs) his brothers brothers yeah and and he has we'll find this out next week he has some fun with his brothers he does (laughs) he's He's not a punk but he yeah, he is messing with their mind, and it, it is good Cause stuff. Because Joseph recognizes them, but um, they don't recognize him. So he's he knows what's going on. They don't. Yeah, it's and, been like eighteen years or so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. But Benjamin's not there. Yeah. And and he specifically asks questions. You know, how's your dad? Yep. And. Uh, how many of you are there? That type of thing. Yeah. And they. It's like a movie scene. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. This is. I am. I am still shocked to this day that no one's made like a multi-episode uh, of Genesis show of, of this M- Exodus and Joshua and Judges. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I agree. They could do. But, yeah. They could do a, all through Joseph's life. There's different movies and stuff, but uh, you could play this out. Yeah. I mean, without without a doubt. So they he asked them to go. Get Benjamin and come back so that he knows that they are true men, it says, and he's not just deceiving them. And so the, the brothers do go back. And they keep one of them as a... Yeah, he Simeon, keeps one right? in jail, yeah. Yeah, he keeps Simeon, Simeon as like a 
What's hostage. Yeah, hostage. And they don't seem to care about him. No, it's no, a, it, he's I not mentioned understand. again until he's released. No, he's like, oh, we got to go get Simeon. They no. don't care. They just don't want to take Benjamin down. Which ends the chapter really with the favoritism spilling over again. Yeah, Rachel's child, Benjamin. He lost Joseph, and he can't lose the other child from Rachel. And yeah. this favoritism, and you could just see these. The boys are just, it spills over into how they treat each other as family. Yeah, and we'll leave you with that cliffhanger. Yeah. Because it is a cliffhanger. Build up at the end into of this. next week. Uh, w- yeah, we'll go over what happens because it's Jacob is saying, no way, Jose, he's not going with you. Yeah. And then who steps up next week yep. to, uh, to make sure? Don't spill the beans. So, I, I won't. But. So study through these. Listen, a- ask yourself those questions that we, we, we talked about, you know, looking at your family dynamic and, uh, how how we see the interactions there, and I, I think it's it's worth considering in our lives. Yeah. So. All right, I got a. How are we gonna uh, end? I got a dad joke for oh, you. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> we'll end you with this. You have the dad joke, not I me. I have the dad joke. I do tell dad jokes though. Bad jokes or dad jokes? Both. <laughs> yes. I'm not a good joke teller. All right. What did baby corn say to mama corn? Where is popcorn? (laughs) That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. All right, with that, thank you for joining us for our second episode. Uh, I hope this will be a blessing to you as we embark together on this year-long commitment of reading the Bible. It's week two. Stay strong. I know we've said it a few times. Stay committed. Uh, Get with somebody who's also doing this and stay accountable with each other. Uh, Encourage each other. Text each other. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next week. All right. Bye.